Well, hello and welcome to Straight Talk About Money with me, your host, Coach Chris. Have you ever uttered these words? I wish I'd learned about money in school. Well, if so, this podcast is for you. I want to take the mystery out of your money world so you can take back control of your money and stop living from pay to pay. I want to be able to talk simply and plainly about all things money. So if you have questions, and I know you do, then send them in to me at podcast at coachchris.com.au. And let's take the mystery out of money so that you can save, give, take a trip, buy your own home, retire, become a millionaire, whatever it is you want to do with your money, I want to help you. So join me and start your journey towards a strong financial future today. Well, hello again. It's really lovely to be back. And thank you so much for all those people who have given me some great comments on the podcast so far. It's been really interesting because if you remember at the end of the last podcast that I did, I introduced a new quote, which I'm actually going to put at the end of all of my podcasts because I think it says a lot about what I'm trying to do here. It's a bit bit obscure. And some people said to me, why did you say, let's face the music and dance? And um, I, I guess one of the things I was prompted because my theme tune is quite a catchy tune and I find myself dancing at the end of the podcast or at the beginning while I'm waiting for it to start and I find it quite catchy. So I really do enjoy um, that little bit of a dance and it just um, I like dancing and it delighted me to be able to do that but one of the things um, that I thought about was you know oftentimes we need to face the music and so I thought let's have a let's have a look and and see whether I can put some sort of a quote at the end that would bring about what I'm trying to say and of course, the song written by Irving Berlin, which was, which I've discovered was written back in the 1930s, um, is called Let's Face the Music and Dance. And it really talks about the fact that there could be trouble ahead, but let's them make the most of where we are now. And I don't know whether they're saying, look, let's just ignore the problems that we have um, and let's just dance while we can. I was thinking a bit more uh, of um, let's not bury our heads in the sand, but let's take the courage to face the music and then let's dance. So rise above the situation. And that really is what I am all about. I don't think there's any uh, benefit in burying your head in the sand. I often will say to my clients, when you bury your head in the sand, the only thing you get is sand up your nose because it really is a useless waste of time. I was actually watching um, some sort of National Geographic uh, program the other day and I saw this um, ostrich and the ostrich is known for burying its head in the sand. Oh no, it wasn't National Geographic, that's right. It was actually um, Dr. Doolittle. Um, and uh, there was this uh, ridiculous uh, ostrich there and and he would um, every now and again bury his head in the sand and he would say, can you still see me? I've gone. I'm not here anymore. 
And realistically, sometimes some of us do that. We look at our problems and we think, oh, I won't, um, I won't worry about that. It will go away. Um, you know, it can be things like we, we can have a look at our bank account or our credit card statement and think, oh, that's getting a bit high, but I still need to do this. And we push it to one side. And before we know it, we have buried our head in the sand and ignored the situation for so long when things have got out of control. So eventually, if we want to change, we really do need to face the music. And that's what I liked about that, because this is something that I think we should all be doing. Let's face all of our own music. It's going to take some courage to be able to do it. It's not for the faint hearted, because sometimes you'll look at your situation. It can be overwhelming. You can think, well, I'm in my 50s now, my goodness, I've only got this amount in my superannuation. I still have a mortgage. What am I going to do? Am I ever going to be able to retire? And you can look at that and it can look insurmountable and think I can't ever, I'm never going to be able to retire. Um, You know, another person might look at the fact, oh goodness, I've got four credit cards and they're all maxed out. I owe all of this money. And when you add it all together, it can be overwhelming and you can think, I'm never going to get out of that situation. So you just keep going, you pay your minimum amount and you keep going. Nothing really changes except that it usually gets worse and you can't really ignore something. Eventually you do have to face it. So it's going to take some courage, but you are, if you face it, it gives you and it will give you such a reward. So let's all face the music together and let's dance in our situation. You won't feel much like dancing at the beginning. You'll feel like crying. I understand that. And look, I'm here if you want to chat about anything like that. But eventually, what I'm saying is let's face the music. Let's really see where you are and let's put together a bit of an action plan for moving forward. Many times uh, people, um, I I like to use this example of, um, you know, somebody says to you, I want to be able to get to... I live in Adelaide, so let's say, can you please direct me to the Adelaide Zoo? My first question would be, well, where are you? And and once I know where you are, I can then direct you to the Adelaide Zoo. It's the same with your finances. There is no way we can direct you to move forward unless we know where you are now. So it takes opening your eyes, being honest, having a really good look at your financial situation and then deciding where you are, where you want to be and then we can put together a bit of a strategy to get you there. So that's when once you are working your way according to that, because you've got a strategy, you see yourself moving forward, that's when the dancing starts. You feel like, okay, I was in a mess. I've taken back control of my money. I am now moving forward to where I really want to go. And your feet start tapping because you feel so relieved. I've had so many people say, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. For the first time ever, I'm sleeping at night. So many people lie awake at night worrying about their finances, worrying about their money. You should not be doing that. You should be dreaming dreams. You should be having a restful sleep. Um, You should be thinking about your day tomorrow, what you're going to do. just planning and dreaming and all of those things instead of lying awake worrying. So I really do encourage you to uh, face the music. Let's put together a strategy. If you need my help, let me know. You can always contact me at podcast at coachchris.com.au and we'll work on a strategy together. So 
Some of the other comments I've had, and I thought I'll just dedicate uh, today's podcast to answering this very big question because it was asked seriously. And some people listening might wonder why um, a person might ask this. But, you know, asking the question, why why should I gain control of my money? It's all too hard. I go to work. I work, you know, several hours a day. I come home. I eat. I sleep. I go back to work. It's this treadmill. When have I got time to do all these other things? There's so many challenges. We've had so many challenges. We've got debt um, and nothing I do seems to be able to work. Um, there's no money left over to be able to control at all. All of my bills, are, all of my money is taken over with bills and rent and things like that and expenses for my children. Well, you know, I am really sad when I hear that. And I know you really do believe that that is the truth. But if you could just look at your situation even from the aspect of sometimes we can get so busy that we just go into automatic pilot. I'm going to use food, for example. When we look at our food bills, uh, we go to the supermarket. Sometimes we'll buy the same things every single week because we know that that's what we can can cook. Um, We're going to be busy. That's what we need to do. But if you actually took the time and uh, give yourself an, an hour or half an hour. I'm sure you can grab that time, even if it means getting up a little bit earlier, going to bed one hour later or whatever, or turning the television off for one hour or something like that. You can usually find some time. Take some time and plan your meals. Now, don't just plan the evening meal. Plan what you're all going to have for breakfast. Plan what you're all going to have for lunch. If you plan all of that and then go shopping from a shopping list made from that plan, I can guarantee that you will spend less. I know this because I've proved it so many times in my own life. If I go shopping without a shopping list, I will start wandering down the aisles. I'll start imagining, oh, that looks really nice. If I go to the supermarket hungry, it's a well-known fact that you will buy more because you're hungry. So never, ever go to the supermarket hungry. But um, if you go without a list, you start dreaming and imagining. You can work out several different things, but the most one of the most helpful things also when you're writing a shopping list, and I'm digressing a little bit, but it's important to say, um, if you also look at your diary, your calendar, for the week because I remember when I had uh, children at home um, that we would be going to sport, uh, music practice, things like that and sometimes I would pick the children up from school, we would have very little time before they've got to get changed, they get changed in the back of the car, they go to they go to their sporting activity and they have been hungry on the way and if I'm not prepared I had to go and buy some takeaway. Now that, buying takeaway for kids um, going to sport can turn out to be quite a costly um, exercise. Firstly, because it never fills them up. It seems to be a bit of a um, an interim meal before they actually have their main meal. So you've actually wasted some money. Um, and secondly, if you have to do that several times a week, it really adds to your budget. Feeding a family, you know, I had, I've got five children, um, but I've got two older ones and then we had a big gap and we had three more children. 
And I remember those three children together taking them out for a takeaway cost maybe around $30. And that was ridiculous. And then they got home and they were still hungry. So if you think about that two or three times a week, that's $90. That's ridiculous. So I've known some people do their whole week's food shopping for just over $100. So when you look at that, you've just had three meals and that's it. And the kids are still hungry. So this is what I mean about check your diary, because if you are going to have to be picking the kids up from school, going to sport and you haven't got time to go home, then you need to be prepared. Now, if you are a full-time working mum or dad and you've got to come from work and do that you've got to have a plan in place Um, and you know there are ways about it if they need a snack you can actually make them some extra sandwiches um, you know have some uh, if you want to give them a, a treat and they really wanted a pie or a pasta you can buy sausage rolls pies and pasties at the supermarket rather than buying them at a bakery it works out a lot cheaper that way Things like this. You know, you can even have noodles and take a flask of hot water so that you can put a hot water in your noodles so that you've got that still a bit cheaper. You know, there's ways about it. I want you to start thinking. Don't think it's impossible. I have to go to the takeaway shop. Actually really think about, well, how can I do this better? Can I pack a picnic? Can I prepare a meal that just needs heating up quickly? And when I am leaving work, I can put it into the microwave, zap it up. It's ready for my kids when I get there and they can be eating and then we can go to sport. There are ways around it and I really want you to get your thinking caps on there. So if we just look at that area of food and just quickly recapping, if we're looking at the amount of takeaway that we're having, if we're looking at our going supermarket shopping without a shopping list, without a menu plan, just shopping in automatic pilot, really having a look at what's on the shelves and being tantalized by the advertising. Remember, they always put things at the front of the store that really want, will entice you to buy. Um, you know, I remember uh, saying to my cousin one time, you know, she was saying, oh, I bought this washing powder. She was staying with us at one stage. I bought this washing powder because it was on sale. Um, and I can't remember what the price was now, but it was at the end of the aisle. And I said to her, oh, well, that does sound a really good price. But did you actually go and compare it to all of the other washing powders in the aisle where it belongs and she said no I just thought it was on sale and when we actually went and had a look there was there was washing powders that we would actually buy I mean we're all a bit precious about things like that aren't we sometimes we like a specific brand but when we actually went and checked there were there was the brand that we use on sale for cheaper than that particular one that was on the end of the aisle. So always have a good look and don't be mesmerized by advertising. Don't be mesmerized what becomes, you know, in full view at the supermarket. Really go and have a good look. So this is just one aspect of is it all too hard? I've got no spare money. Really inspect each area of how you are spending. And so go to the supermarket having planned, looked at your diary. Have I got a busy week? Have I got a slow week? What meals am I going to be able to make? What meals do I need to freeze on the weekend so I can pull them out in the week so that we can eat without having takeaway because we'll be too tired on that night? those kind of things really have a look and look even if it just starts with saving ten dollars here ten dollars there ten dollars a week you know that's five hundred and twenty dollars a year 
I know it doesn't sound very much, but it's more than you're saving now. It's look at five twenty dollars. Would you rather have five hundred and twenty dollars a year or zero a year? Five hundred and twenty is getting you on your way to doing the things that you want to do. It starts off small, and if you can find that ten dollars, then I'm sure next time, if you work a bit harder, you can find that twenty dollars. Now there may be instances where you might have to go out and get a second job or you might have to look at the way um, your your bills, the amounts of your bills and things like that. And we'll go into that. I'm going to do some very specific um, examples and talks about how we can save money on the next podcast. But I really just wanted to address that question. Is it all just too hard? Why would I do it? My life is so hard. I really feel very sorry for that person that said that. And um I don't want you to just lie down and take it. Do you remember when um, you were a little child? And sometimes people find it hard to remember this. So just think about the children that are around you. Think about this question when a little child is asked, what do you want to do when you grow up? A child always knows the answer to that question. There's always something burning in their heart that they want to do. They have so many hopes and dreams and somewhere along the way that gets lost. And it really saddens me, but I know why it gets lost. Because the cares of life come in and we just think, oh, I've got to do this. I was planning to do this. Now I've got to do this. And we sort of give up. But I don't want us just to lie down and take it. What are the dreams that were in your heart? Think back a few years ago. You might have not dreamed for years. You might have, um, you know, become an adult, got married, had children, and you feel like your dreams that you once had have just been pushed to one side. If you can remember them, I want you to take some time to think about them. What is it that you had in your heart to do all those years ago? And is it something that you'd really like to do? I wrote down a few ideas of things that I have heard people say over the years uh, while I've been coaching. And some things are, I really wanted to buy my own home. No one in my family has ever done that before. We've always rented. But I really want to buy my own home. And really, just by saying that out loud and then acknowledging the fact I would really like to do that, then asking the, the, the question, how am I going to do that, starts you on a whole journey of realizing I need to control my money so that I can buy my own home. Other people have said, I really want to send my children to a private school. And that seems really expensive. But, you know, having a look at, well, what's it going to cost? There are some scholarships out there. There's quite a few families that send their children to private schools because of scholarships. And so that's really good. So, you know, have a look at, well, what is it that we really want to do and how can we do it? There's that question again. How can we do it? One of the reasons I went back to work after being a stay-at-home mom for 20 years was that I wanted to give my children music lessons. I could see that a couple of my children were really gifted musically and I wanted to be able to give them music lessons. And that was the reason I went back to work. So, you know, um, I looked at, well, I want to help them to, to have some music lessons. How can I do that? 
well, if I work and I looked at how many hours I would have to work and then I could provide the music lessons. Um, you know, sometimes people say, I always wanted to go overseas and help support children in developing countries. Well, how can you do that without managing your money? Well, you need some money to be able to do that. Um, and so you need to set aside money to be able to do that. What if you wanted to be one of those people who can loan a poor family overseas fifty a $50 loan so they can buy a sewing machine so they can start a tailoring business? Some of my clients actually do that and uh, they get such a reward from doing that. But how do they do it unless they know how to set aside that $50 to be able to do it? What if you have a dream in your heart to become a great photographer and you need a particular camera to get you started? Well, then you have to save up for that camera. And how can you do that without being in control of your money? So for the person who asked the question, why should I do that? It's all too hard. I'm just going through the motions. I really want to encourage you to open up your heart and really inspect it and have a look at what were the dreams in your heart years ago and then say them out loud ask yourself are they still dreams that I would really love to do and then the next question is how can I do it and I can guarantee you that if you open your heart you relive those dreams and then you ask the question how the ideas will start to come and they may be small but if you keep going with them you will be able to see your dreams become a reality you might not do it in a month you might not do it in six months you might not do it in a year but if you keep going and building on that you will get to where you want to be so on that note I'm going to say again let's face the music and dance Chance, I'm a bad, 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 I'm a b